You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, gang. Hello. I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. And welcome to the Riverdale Gang, the watch-along critical commentary podcast of the show Riverdale. Welcome back for most of you, I assume. Yes, I would assume so also. Um, Off the top, we'd like to acknowledge that the Riverdale Gang podcast is recorded on, and the Riverdale show, in fact, is shot on unceded Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish territory. Mm -hmm. And what a show. And what What a a show. show. (laughs) What a show this week, especially. Um... This was an interesting choice yeah. to mid-season end on. This is this is a quite an interesting act one marker. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if this if this season was a bat out of hell, the bat has landed. Yes, um, that's how I feel. Yep, 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 yep. Still a bat out of hell though. The, yeah, yeah. It 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 it, it, it was wild. It's. <laughs> Yes, also, Tazzy. Also, the cat's here. The co-host, the cat. I Tazzy. agree, Tazzy. I, I, meow as well. Um, but also, um, more genre, new genre. But this episode, on the whole, was just so out there. Yeah. Um, this episode pushed me to the threshold of, um, just dialing off the artistic sensibility completely and checking into the entertainment bubble. Mm. I that's yeah. that's where I went this episode. Um, Me too, actually. I, I'm not reading hard into it. Betty is the Griffin Queen. Whatever. Mm. Rolling with that. Moving on. This is an accepted truth and reality now. Now what happens with the zombie apocalypse scenario? But somehow still a novel zombie apocalypse scenario. And I I I don't know. I'm, I simply don't know. I'm like signed on and jacked in to whatever's happening next. It's popcorn entertainment for me right now. Yeah, I definitely felt that way about this. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, Rudel Gang. We're in like um, a lovely sparkle lit room full of candles with a cat on Chloe, and she's in a giant pink lion onesie. Yeah, this is this is like not a studio recorded <laughs> show. It is not polished. Maybe one day it will be. Uh, Do we yeah, want it'd that? It would be so uncomfortable. I guess it would be. Like, prosumer technology is great. I mean, I could... My microphone cost less than $200 more than 10 years ago. I bought this um, to interview people for my undergrad uh, thesis oh. uh, ages ago. And, um, yeah, like... Anything under two hundred dollars now is still is gen- you're going to be able to get a pretty good quality microphone. Hmm. This might have been like three hundred dollars mm-hmm. new at the time, but still, it's our. It doesn't take much, and it doesn't need to be a fancy setup. I think, I think my, th- I think that fits into the at least my general philosophy on podcasts: the very low barrier of access, fairly low editing skills required. Um, it's. Uh, it's one of those places where I don't feel an extraordinary need for heavy production value to still um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. say something interesting and do something interesting. Um, I feel like it's an, it's a cool uh, vehicle to just get straight to the the content if and when you have some. Yeah, yeah, it's a good philosophy. I have a couple new podcasts this week. I've been listening to Chloe. Oh yeah, tell yes. me about what you've been listening to. I have just started. Um, 
one today uh, called, I believe it's called Coffee with My Mom. Hmm. Um, it is uh, a journalist, a Canadian journalist, who is a member of the Mohawk Nation, mm-hmm. um, sitting down and interviewing her mother, who is a renowned activist and um, uh, agitator. What's who your name? I don't have it all in my head yet um and it is not a name that i can comfortably and easily pronounce it's a traditional name that i would need to carefully read and pronounce but it is spoken out loud uh repeatedly in the podcast um and it's uh so far just just delving into the early bio of this lovely conversational um woman who was at the oka crisis she Mm. lost her job for the government because she was wired in pending at oka um, hmm. in I think in the Department of Indian Affairs, uh, just a, a fascinating person lived frontline perspective on a lot of major historical uh, trends in recent living Canadian history. So that's been that's been in one year. Cool. Um, I just want to say for our American listeners, it is called the Department of Indian Affairs. We're not calling it that voluntarily. Yes, that's the government legal name. It is. Um, uh, not a terminology that is considered appropriate in Canada otherwise and really not that great on the government name, office name either. Yeah. But legislative change is slow and clunky. Um, I think the problem is it's in the Constitution and it's really hard to change the Constitution. Mm, right. I think that's the problem. Anyway. And language matter. evolves generationally, which yeah. is hard for constitutional law to keep up with, certainly. Yes. Um, but still worthwhile. And... Important, like, asterisks needed. Um, what else am I listening to? I'm listening to Dream Boy, which is um, produced by the Night Vale Presents people. Um, it is the gayest thing I've listened to in years. And I mean that in, like, specifically, like, cis-gay sexual subculture genre, um, sort of surrealistic uh musings like it's very fun yeah like i i don't normally find myself super drawn into into narratives that the, that are that um ensconced in that particular brand of sexual subculture and privilege um but it's it's such a creative romp into very flight of thought um uh surreal hints on magic realism easing in um so far i'm like five episodes in um, but unapologetically gay erotica up in that. And that's a core component of this story. Um, and yet it's being marketed in a relatively mainstream way by, uh, uh, not by a gay publisher, by the Night Vale people who are just generally in- interesting and uh, creative producers. Um, cool. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that as well as a really cool example of um, narrative podcast. Um, it... I've been describing it to people as um, naked lunch from the perspective of a neurotic twink. Wow. Yeah. So that's my. I'm mood. busy. I'm processing that. Um, <laughs> I have been. I've been listening to the soundtrack podcast still, which I can't recommend highly enough. Mm. And I've also been listening to the Black Tapes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them? No, that's new to me. So they f- wrapped, I think, in twenty. 20- 16 mm-hmm. started in 2015 they might have done the whole thing in 2015 i'm not sure and it's like um a podcast about 
a journalist who starts out by um, like trying to find out about cool jobs mm. and the cool job she ends up starting with is paranormal investigator and she just never leaves basically okay and it's not it's not the kind of subject matter that I am personally very invested in. Right. I'm not I'm I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the afterlife. I don't believe mm -hmm. in really a lot to TBH. Um but mm -hmm. it it's about um it's a fictional podcast. A lot of the material in it is actual reported events of para mm. paranormal activity, mm -hmm. so called. But um it's about like it's about the things we can't explain. Right. And, and it, but with, it's a with, a, with a healthily skeptical filter. Well, there's like there's like oh, a, it's a fiction piece. It's a fiction piece. There's like oh. a there's like a token skeptic. There's a token I'm mm. not sure what I believe. There's a lot of token like the devil is real types. Mm. And um I'm not wild about the acting, mm. but the soundscape is so good that mm -hmm. I was listening to it in my brightly lit office and mm -hmm. I was like looking over my shoulder. Good acting in podcast is is so hard. I, I don't have a clear sense of what defines it yet. Um, hmm, I know like I've I've directed radio drama before, but even then I always approached it from theatrical technique. And I like I know I'll be listening sometimes. There's certain voices on on fictional podcasts that I, I really enjoy that just don't sound naturally speak spoken and it throws me out um, frequently, but it's I, I can't suss out what what differentiates that and some of them are like extraordinarily accomplished actors um who then just do an audio spot and sound weird whereas other performers are so transformed in yeah. audio um I, night veil vale is such a pop culture touchstone that i keep leaning into it but like it, they have examples get ready you're gonna hear me out because i'm gonna shift and the cat's on my lap <laughs> thank you for the warning you're welcome um felicia day had a, a guest spot on there and i did not recognize her in the least i listened felicia? to her, her voice for 40 minutes do you mean masai huh who's felicia day felicia day um she's uh an actress who has been in an, a number of Whedon products. Oh. Um, Dr. Portal Singling Vlog. <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry. I registered... I, reg oh. <laughs> I registered two locals at the same yep. time. Yep, yep, I know. Yep, I know what your brain did. Yep, sorry. Carry <laughs> so, on, Riverdale gang. So often just talk about people we know. Um, but uh, other characters just sound... Um, off there's a few in some of their other properties that I, i'm not going to pick out any specific like i don't like this actor but it's a different world and i don't i don't have a read on it yet despite listening to a lot of serial fiction and a lot of pod fiction um increasingly these days <coughs> i um yeah i'm interested in the technique of it I am too, partly because I'm writing a fictional podcast for a local theater group. Oh, right, yes. And I just, like, don't... Um, I've been writing it as a radio play, mm -hmm. or just a play. Mm -hmm. And um, I, yeah, I realize I, I'm not really necessarily hearing in my head what right. what needs to happen right. for the podcast to be good. I... I, I always listen for what is the team making this happen. I'm always interested to, s to see who's behind this um, because I often hear a writer and a performer credited 
um, in a mm. lot of these projects. I um, I want to I, I want to mention Dream Boy again because it stands out as being a piece that is sort of performed by a you know performer writer creator, but mm. has an outside director, has an outside um, some several outside perspectives. I think including in writing, um, adding to that voice, um, and that's always been something that I I find can set a theater project just a, a, a step above is just a few extra professional voices in editorial capacities. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking more at that as maybe a potential place where some podcasts have a whole lot more direction, a whole lot more editing. Um, I think to behind the scenes, the scenes discussions from a number of creators who generally I, I, in my experience, imply that there's a lot more editing that goes on than they sort of, um, than is visible because it shouldn't be visible, right? So, yeah. 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 Dissecting podcasts is a medium because I don't know what Riverdale gave me to chew on tonight. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is, a, this is, <laughs> this is a bonkers episode. Should we jump in? Are we ready? Are you, yeah. are you ready, Chloe? I think we're as ready as we're ever going to be. Are you going to do, are you going to sing along to the Netflix Badoom and yes. I'll do Warner Brothers? As usual, okay. Chloe, ready gang? Ready for the play? And Badoom. Bum, 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 bum. Previously Wait, on, on Riverdale. Um, I don't think I can go back to Riverdale. Last week aged well for me. Like I remember it fondly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Um, it it it's it stuck well with me. Um, it was well made, and I stand by that still. Um, last week and this week felt uh, very stylistically connected to me. Um, I it felt like um, I actually I'm curious who directed these episodes because these two felt, despite being completely different in structure, um, very tonally similar. Very uh, the palette was quite similar. Um, the the mood and energy built for me in in, in a similar direction. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I love this little like piece of high school before the show just goes off the rails. <laughs> they remember ever so briefly, but they frame it in in like the nostalgia that sort of plays on very nineteen forties the innocent time nostalgia before this horror screen trope mm-hmm. not the plot i was necessarily wanting for cheryl or tony fyi by the by <laughs> i'm sorry i'm distracted by the pom-poms on those cheerleader shoes <laughs> they're intense costumes man someone needs to give betty cooper the credit for credit for being such a good actor like not lily reinhardt like yep. betty cooper character evidently and she's can fool an entire <laughs> catholic establishment <laughs> well this is so interesting to me following the the closing scene of last episode where she shut down her internal monologue yeah um recognizing that that was sort of a conscious survival choice and not that she lost she just grindstone through uh yeah i'm a little confused as to what this um compound is <laughs> i didn't hear what you said i'm a little confused as to this jones family compound just a touch yeah like, i mean it's like a i don't know that kid looks familiar i mean 
She's probably Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't recognize her name offhand. But what was her name? Oh, I it popped up in the credits and I didn't register. Anyway, we'll see if JB comes back again. Yeah. Oh, so she was fun addition. I'm a little confused. So thank you for like a scene where they just talk about each other and then make mm-hmm. out. Thank you. Yep. Um. Also. Yep. Um. Caligari. I'm, I'm confused about the like trajectory of Cheryl's living situation. <laughs> like, is it safe to leave your beloved TT alone in this house? Like, to didn't get better? she didn't she do some emancipation already a little while Did back? She? Wasn't Did that, that one or two extortions ago? I could have sworn she took her grandma and left oh, or yeah. something. Like, but did or did she boot? Yeah, um, kicked Penelope, Penelope out. out. I think I think she's already cooed her mansion. I think the mansion is one territory. At this point, I mean, we don't really deal it too closely in what the power struggle or dynamic is between Cheryl and her mom. Yeah. Um, as much as it parallels Hiram and Veronica in some ways. With a much more, like, ruthless Cheryl. And I think a much more um, vulnerable Penelope. Yeah. Arguably. Um, This is... I like the disorientation of this. Yeah. Being awoken by an argument is is quite a punchy experience. Of course, Weatherby called them because she's still a child who needs to go home. So there's interesting, there's a bit of like return to childhood in this episode. We get a bit of high school. We're reminded that Veronica's a minor. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Um, all all of the adults, quote-unquote, have found a new stakes level again. Yeah. And are circling around it. And they're all being parents in a big way in this episode. Except Penelope. Yeah, well, well, she's special. Yeah. She's an exception. I, I'm i glad Reggie's not vanishing into the background. I like yeah. that he is Veronica's team Veronica now. Yeah. I, I feel like they've actually kind of grown together nicely. Also, are we going to deal with these, like, stoned cadets at some point? The fact that Kevin and Moose are now just heavily addicted to Fizzle Rocks also? That was so last year. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that time she said the plot thickens when it thickened yes that little glare through the fourth wall yeah the gargoyles uh, where did reggie when did reggie suddenly become cool like um, our kind of cool not his boring kind of cool i think um when he almost murdered someone innocently but then someone else murdered the dude first but fake murdered the dude and I'm thinking that traumatic whiplash smartened him up a touch. Oh, well, yeah, that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about this season. And I was like, when did that happen? Oh, right, last season. Reggie's had some meat to chew on this yeah. This summer. Um, I believe his personal growth. Yeah. Reasonably. So I figured it out. This woman isn't crazy famous, but she has had a good solid career in television and mm-hmm. film. I think I most recently saw her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed her character a lot. She felt like a powerful presence in this world. I felt a little bit like we were um, finding a Lady Galadriel. Say that. What What was the last name you threw out? Lady Galadriel. Oh my god. I wasn't sure I heard you properly. 
It's like, yeah, yeah, you didn't mishear that reference. Also, I love that she expected them to be a couple. There was a rumor going around, I forget who told me, mm-hmm. of a Jughead Archie kiss in this episode. Evidently, we were disappointed, and I'm not all that surprised, TBH. Uh, it'd be it'd be 95% Beatty, I'm sure, anyway. Prove yeah. me wrong, Riverdale. I dare you. Explore some deep homosocial bonding. Yeah. Also, thank you, thank you for having two apparently straight characters who aren't like, ew, no, no homo. They're just like, no, we're not together. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Gentle, oblivious confusion yeah. is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead and his mom's dynamic. I like I like it a lot. Yeah. As, as, as confused as I am in what kind of gang kingpin. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Jones is <laughs> like, like that little that little background character reaction, and the the fact that they roast a whole pig. There's just yeah. certain weird things. Yeah, um, I I, yeah. I realize how like square I am because that guy brought over those two like machiney looking things, and I was mm-hmm. like, why is everyone uncomfortable? I don't get it. I didn't realize that they were stereos stolen out of a car. Like, I just don't, I just don't know anything. I just don't know anything. You just didn't clock the crime happening in front of us all. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Also, I can, like, see Alice, like, tiptoeing back over to, like, maybe herself. Yeah. And then tiptoeing away from it again. And then tiptoeing back. And then tiptoeing mm-hmm. away again. She's very... And I don't mean this in the, the the bad mental healthy way. Unstable. Her character is in an unstable and transitive place. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we don't know where she's going to go or how she's going to react. Yeah. Um, the previews for this scene had me worried, but um, I was here for Ethel's arc, and um, yeah. Ethel's arc in this episode specifically um, gave me permission to to stop overthinking and overanalyzing actually um Hmm. because this uh the the coming scenes we go from this extremely brainwashed ethel to a very straightforward deprogramming Mm -hmm. to a completely reformed ethel um with this example like it's so absurd and it's not remotely believable but this kind of gives me a ruler for like what i'm supposed to accept this episode Huh. And how, like, el- el- otherworldly magical these forces are meant to be. Um, and I found it easier to buy in after that, after they've, you know, even this hokey, hokey backstory and the fact that these nuns um, pull out the worst of residential school threats. Like, electric chairs were, were a thing that were used to torture children yeah. in residential schools pretty recently um but that i was able to buy into the hyperbole of it a little more seeing how sharply and cleanly ethel is redeemed um yeah yeah. and um (coughs) excuse me i one of the other things i like about ethel's arc sort of just on a more character-based level is that she regains a lot of power that i feel the character was robbed of yeah yep yep um she gets to play a role in 
in her own rehabilitation, yeah. in her own character rehabilitation and and healing. Um, yeah. I do find it interesting that they let Betty be the bully to get her to be normal again. That seems like a little odd it, to me, I but I don't yeah. really mind. It's, they've spent, I, I think, a solid four episodes showing Betty Cooper pushed past her limits and past her resources. Mm-hmm. So I bought it in that in this episode she was so far past her resources, literally institutionalized against her will, that she pulled out any social trick she could and had no energy to be nice about it. Yeah. Um, it bothered me in the preview. It didn't bother me in the episode. Yeah. Um, they set up a Betty who is being forcibly drugged and vomiting to avoid it. Right? And that, I guess that yeah. changed, that changed the ethics for me. Yeah, absolutely. The whole thing. I also like that the, that they show in Ethel, like, it's not fun losing faith in something. Yeah. It's awful. It is yeah. bad. It is not an enjoyable process. Mm-hmm. And I love that they, like, let Ethel see, let us see Shannon Purser doing this wonderful acting with, I, like, I saw him. Yeah. Like, I swear I saw him. Totally. Um, there's been more payoff from this than I anticipated so far. Um, this is such a weird, creepy room. But, yeah, like, yeah. locking children in a basement room is a, is a torture that happens and a lot. Yeah. That's relatively chill. Also, like, considered. let's be honest, the only reason there isn't a cross on that altar is because, like, some sort of Christian organization would probably hit the roof. <laughs> they jammed crosses everywhere else they could, and yes. I, I, that's, that's a commentary. Yeah. That's a commentary. <laughs> and we're here for it. Ryan and Chloe endorse this commentary. Mm-hmm. Critiques of the church? Hello. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a critique of spirituality in Christendom. But the institutions underscoring them. Yeah. Just to something I stumble into occasionally, being overbearingly critical of spirituality when what I mean to critique is institutionalized religion. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm distracted by two things. Cheryl's concerned face, whether One... it's class traitorship, as he joins the Hiram Lodge, uh, cabal. Well, one, I love, yes, that. One, I love that Cheryl has some plot. Yep, agreed. And power in her plot. And now I want some Tony plot. Yep. I'm, like, I'm torn between don't threaten my Tony and thank you for letting Tony not be invulnerable, finally, for the first time this season. Yes, that's it's, true. It's a weird feeling, but yes. I feel like Cheryl is there with us on both accounts. Also, like, the poor cheerleaders at Riverdale High are not doing well. One of them got murdered, and now they're all having seizures. <laughs> That's, yeah, so much trauma counseling, so much so needed much. for Riverdale High, as if anyone goes there anymore. Yes. I mean, maybe they're, like, intentionally closing all the high schools so they can do away with the premise altogether. Yeah. Maybe that's the point of this season. Just destroy all the high schools. Emancipate all the children. Yeah. Fast track them all into university. Yeah. This was, this was a scene. Like, it's, uh, this was a scene. This was a scene. It, It throws me that there are like random other citizens and no one 
deals with the the accusations of drug dealing and like yeah like there's a lot of candid i just assume they were on Hiram's side (laughs) (laughs) but like weatherby's here alice cooper's here at least three randoms are here and (sighs) these two teenagers come in and try so who is the cdc again uh the center for disease control thank you yeah I like knew what it was, but couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There's Alice. There's there's good Alice. Fighting. Bring us uh, back. Good bad Alice. Not bad bad Alice. Ambiguous and like Yeah, I I like an Alice who causes trouble, but who also is a is a force for something. She stands for something. And then he just like comes in and does things, and I just am mad. I don't fully get what Penelope is getting from this relationship. I don't either, and I'm kind of over the like evil sex worker thing. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm bored, Riverdale. If you're gonna make her evil, make her evil. Free in our endeavors. Well, okay. Come to Canada. What, well, actually, don't. What got go what, to Colorado? What got in the way of your endeavors last time? Your evil husband murdering your son is what got in the way of your endeavors. Yes. The law is not actually the problem here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so we're like really clicking over a plot, like mm-hmm. like um points on a on a railroad system, like yeah. This was an intense and rapid and dense episode, which like feels fitting for jumping into the break um one of the afflicted it's interesting that the, the way they introduced this vocabulary this episode the infected yeah they're setting us up for quite a uh quite a spring winter premiere yeah yeah, yeah. being dissected like fetal pigs no doubt she's very like i don't fall for this yeah Deeply oh man stressful. Man, the look that she gives her mom. What? And she rolls her eyes <laughs> at her seizure. <laughs> Whatever, mom. You go ahead and have a seizure. Guess we're all quarantined. Oop. I, love, I actually really liked this little scene. Yeah, it, it felt very similar to the best of the trailer park last season. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of culturally. Um... <laughs> oh, jelly bean. Just, just so ah! little screen time, so much presence. I'm so into that kid. <laughs> so great. Oh, this is not Archie's episode. That's for sure. No, he doesn't have a lot of agency or choice. Any point? No. He's things happen that to and around pig. Archie, and he processes. <sighs> Did she say the feet? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I swear there was just a Kerouac reference. They're having pigs and having pig's feet. Like, they're probably French-Canadian. What? Like, so this is the thing. In the East Coast, there's like a ton. Of, Kerouac was French-Canadian. Really? Yeah, he had Kerouac. 
Okay. Um, and my dad would talk about when I'm talking over this really good scene. Uh, um, we have nothing to add to it, so fair enough. <laughs> um, my dad uh, grew up on the east coast of the United States and talked about like mm. knowing a lot of like French Canadians who mm. had like migrated down there, right? Like Quebecois folks, and so I wonder if like these dark haired like serpents on maybe possibly the east coast of the United States, probably the middle, but slightly east. Jones are. French Canadian? I don't know. This is my theory based on pig's feet and the Kerouac reference. I give up. I've never eaten pig's feet in my life. Is that a Quebecois thing? Pig's feet? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I mean, like, I mean, huh. it's not just a Quebecois thing. I had pig's ears and maple syrup when I went to Quebec and it really changed me. <laughs> I mean, yes, the maple syrup. Yes. Where did you have pig's ears? At the Cabana Sucre. Pig's ears? Yeah, pig's ears and maple syrup. I've never seen, like, deep fried pig's ears? Like, pork rinds? Yeah. I mean, I've... That makes sense, but I've never seen or heard of that at Cabana Sucre. Oh. I mean, maybe... Different... Different maybe maybe it was a piece of pig like shaped like ears, and someone like just told me a joke that I have believed forever because I'm an anglophone. Hey, it could be a, a pork rind is a thing. I just have never associated with cabana or Quebecois culture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah. also an anglophone who just grew up with a lot of Quebecois teachers, so like I don't <laughs> necessarily know as much as I think I do. I'm from Alberta, where I our traditions are weird. Love the resolution of this scene. Mm-hmm. Trump. Just, just no Boom. hesitation. And a great look from that actor of, I got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. Spectacular reaction. <sighs> Cat's trying to climb on me. Hi, Tazzy. I'm trying to keep her away from the mic. Yeah. I'll just have to pet her. That's distraction. Good thing I took my cat drugs today. Yes. I don't always remember that. Then I sneeze through the podcast and edit it out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Um, I love the, like, how strong this woman is compared to Penny. <laughs> she has such status and power this this whole episode. She's She has this presence of a guest star. Yes, That most absolutely. guest stars don't have. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been man, a while man, since we've had a new, um, a new power figure in play yeah. in Riverdale. She is so great i'm pretty sure she just carves penny up well like let's let's talk about all these implied tortures this episode because we're also coming up on some syrup boarding yeah that's like talking of the thing we say at least twice an episode now (laughs) of them these kids needing trauma counselors Mm mm-hmm like they're pouring syrup on their parents to get them to talk mm -hmm. on their parents face that's waterboarding with a thicker viscous liquid that would probably have a higher like imagine having syrup trying to pour down your nose and throat yeah that sounds awful right that's how they torture facts out of cheryl's mother yeah also (laughs) that really didn't like i'm sorry to be one of those people but it didn't really look like syrup i was like that's cornstarch <laughs> I mean, yeah, they probably didn't spring from maple syrup. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, it's, in, I think in any other episode, Riverdale, just about, I would be harsher on those ridiculousnesses. 
this episode, I'm I'm kind of bought in. Everyone's yeah. like these organ chords are scoring everyone ominously, and we're clearly escalating so ridiculously. Yeah. I'm just on the roller coaster again. Also, here we are with the new order and sit at my right hand. Yeah. <sighs> it's. I hope that. I, you know what I hope? I hope Hermione kills him. That's what I hope. Yeah, I could buy that. I'd be here for it. I, or Jughead's mom. I am here for um, the, the added nuance of Veronica's conflict. The fact that there is this offer to the dark side. Yeah. That has clearly been groomed and prepared. Yeah. Um, so it, this woman is washing a lot of blood off her hands. Yeah. It's on her throat. It's on the side of her face. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. I'm curious if and when we'll see Penny again. I kind of like the, th- the idea that we just never see her again. That would be in the same vein of syrup boarding a parent for over the top in this. Yeah. Just just a little just jam a little murder in the side. Just incidental murder. I'm just incidental of, murder. I'm kind of fine with it because I don't really like that character very much. <laughs> I enjoyed the arc of Penny's power. Um she felt like a lot more bark than bite. Mm, and I, yeah. I enjoyed seeing her settle into a like mid-level minion position. She was a good build builder antagonist for someone like Jughead. She was a good sure. Yeah. Transitional threat. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't really see, by the way. Are any of my candles lighting anything on fire? No, nothing's burning as far as I can tell. Excellent. <laughs> if we don't see it, it's not on fire, right? We'd see it if it was on fire. That's probably true. <laughs> oh. And and now the plot starts to pop off yeah. real nicely. We all thought we were at the farm, and that wasn't a problem. Yeah, I know. I was going to say something about that. Yeah. Also, what's going to happen with... Oh, man, I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Because but is, that's, that's a good way to come into a, a mid-season hiatus, right? Because is Betty... Are Betty and um, uh Alice in and all those kids in Riverdale, or are they outside the quarantine line? I assumed they were inside Riverdale. Okay, but good question. Um, that's not a given, but yeah, I assumed the sisters. The frequency that we go there, but uh, with this pleasure. is beautifully and intensely shot. Yeah, like I like the intensity of this scene, and. It's nice seeing Cheryl take the gloves off again. Yeah. I want to see T.T. have her own plot, please. Agreed. I'm here for Betty and the Shank. Shanking her way out of an asylum. I'm I'm here With for it. With a sharpened stick. <laughs> yep, threaten that evil nun. Why didn't you just use the knife that you sharpened the stick with? <laughs> oh, it's a paintbrush. <laughs> just, yep. Just threaten the evil nun with a shank. Yeah. She's brought, she's earned at least that. Sure has. Mm-hmm. Imprisoning children, literally drugging them. Mm-hmm. Very rude. Deep evil nuns. Hmm. Oh, I love how he just looks like a 
scared kid looking up at his mom for a hot second. Yeah. Some great work from, from Cole this episode. Yeah. I think a little bit more um, more range and, and yeah, um, kind of vulnerability. Yeah, they're all Like, all the kids are improving. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. nice to see. Like, I don't know that anyone's going to get cast as Hamlet anytime soon. Except <laughs> maybe Lily Reinhardt. I, oh, actually, yeah. yeah. That would be a cool piece of casting, hey? Lily's the only one who's really... Um, she's been given the opportunity yeah, to do a lot. She's been given several episodes that are whole vehicles for, yeah. like, for a very specific um, angry face character. A very specific sort of intense power taking character yeah um she's got a good agent <laughs> i'm reminded of like the end beat of heathers oh yeah a little bit that's where betty currently seems to be mid-plot and i like it yeah mm. jughead dealing with loss of power is an interesting yeah interesting specific conflict <sighs> It's a hard thing to say to your mom. Yeah. I think. Nope. I can't stay. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. It's, I, yeah. I'm not sure how to process that. Like, when if your parent left home behind, that's a lot to take in. Electroshock the sin out of you. Real thing actually happened to many living people who are now you know, middle, middle, late age. Many people, neighbors, family members, you know, no big. I bet you anything it still happens in gay conversion therapy. Oh, of course. So no, like, like specifically, electroshock is one shock is one of the noted treatments in gay conversion therapy. But like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's using a lot of evil. A lot of evil stuff. Yeah. I guess I'm I'm so signed on to how evil this nun is, I'm like oh, I'm okay with how ridiculous yeah. this interrogation is. So I this is something I've never understood mm-hmm. about this kind of power dynamic. This mm-hmm. person is broken, so anything they can use mm-hmm. to try and help them is okay. Well, I've, I've never gotten that line of thinking. Well, Have you? Like, do you? It, or is it, it just an excuse to torture people? I I think it's it's defining help on that person's own terms. Help looks like, in this case, assimilation and invisibility. Um, and I think in many cases, assimilation and the removal of the marginalized or racialized um, indicators is set up as a goal because whatever bigotry and judgment is so deeply entrenched that one, these people are trying to embrace a philosophy of love everyone except everyone but have such virulent hatred that they are putting somewhere. Hmm. Um, this is sort of the, the the most sense I've been able to make of it because it's, it's such a consistent present pattern of abuse with such consistent um, self-righteous justification throughout the Catholic Church's history in Ireland and Mexico and Canada. Um, and uh, it's such a repeatable pattern. It's got to be coming from something uh it's, it's got to be somewhere in the psychology yeah hmm. yeah by the way i love the little oh here we go here's the syrup boarding yep and 
And like, here's the like the child of gangsters saying, mm-hmm. "Let's do this again." Mm-hmm. Both of them, in fact, they're they're both they're both children of drug lords. That's they're both true, heirs actually. apparent to drug gangs. That is true. <laughs> um, I like that the church came up with this game and it infected everyone's <laughs> mind. I I like that. that. I actually, I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. It's so borderline stereotyping of madness but like lovecraftian madness which is his is his own problematic giant ball of soup of lovecraft yes but um sorry ball of soup i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it makes about as much sense as that plot detail yep um ball of syrup but um the fact that not just the church the church weaponized it that the victims of the church created a survival tool that the church then weaponized. That feels true to life. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the complete exasperation of Betty in, in this whole plot arc. The, okay, I'm the Griffin Queen. Now can we go? Attitude. I, I love it. I love how done she is with the, sh- the shenanigans of this all. Yeah. She's just ready to fight a coup and take down some mobsters. Yeah. With investigative journalism. but And if she has to LARP her way out of the thing that was LARPed into, she will do it. <sighs> this is such a I potent was... Betty Cooper. Yes. Um. Sorry. I was so worried that all those girls were going to turn around and rip them apart mm-hmm. for this entire scene. In fact, mm-hmm. it didn't really disappear until they walked out the doors. It... It, I, it was effectively ominous. I genuinely thought they were mm. just going to eat them. <laughs> like. I wouldn't throw it past the show to throw Ethel to the piranhas for shock effect. Thankfully, they were better to her. <sighs> Probably Archie's ride. What a mom. It's this is this is the episode of the parents like parenting their way out of a paper bag. Yeah. All of them. Like, get a little bit back on the responsible train. Even even the lodges. As you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, I mean barely. Within within what they believe in a warped sense of their world is responsible. I, I appreciate love... Sorry, go ahead. Jelly Bean. I appreciate Jelly Bean here. Do you? Yeah. I guess. Can I, um... I'm kind of here for the bitterness. I mean, she doesn't know all of the cool, like, changing that he has been doing, to be fair. She it, needs yeah. some time. Yeah. Her dad vanished several years ago to cope with his alcoholism and gang management. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair. That's all she knows. Also, I love the code for we're tough in this show is plaid. <laughs> I mean, it's lilac plaid in the case of, mm-hmm. I mean, don't misunderstand me. Femme colors are not, not mm-hmm. tough. Uh, the, the unapologetically femme tough Mama Jones. Yeah. Is a delight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like that they just let this marriage that we never see be complicated for one scene. And it kind of tells you all you all can tell. It tells us all we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. This is, very well done by these these two performers did a lot with nothing yeah which is a real 
a real mile, hallmark of their skill, I think. Yeah. Hmm. We're heaping a lot of praise on this show in this episode. How do we feel about that? I mean, I gave up on I gave up on the critical of analysis because this look episode's borky bork. They look. Yep, high enough to just do whatever Cheryl tells them, which is a great place to be, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> um, also, I love that her heel, the rhinestones on her heels match their uniforms. Mm-hmm. I love that Ethel gets to use her developed mm-hmm. skills for good. And she gets to use her dungeon mastering skills yeah. to shape this story and resolve it. I kind of wanted her to be the Griffin Queen as well. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, she's earned it more than Betty. Betty aggressively yeah. doesn't want to buy in. She's a good yeah. performer. But, like, and I mean, her dead-eyed mm. stare here has some kind of weight to it. I will yeah. say, this is a weighty performance. When did they... How did they build that with no... Di- oh, that's bits of mop. Oh, that's so fun. Um, <laughs> also, where'd they get that robe from? Um, it's a church. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> um, the king is dead. Long live the queen. Um, I do like the... I do agree with you, though. The fact that mm-hmm. Ethel gets to be game master is awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that she very specifically has a voice... And has a powerful voice in shaping this story. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that Betty gave a little nod to also let the gay conversion wing out. Yeah. Thank you, Betty. Very important. Yeah. And we finally see dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are probably in the gay conversion wing because the world is terrible. Yep. Here's and KJ Abba's real hair color. He finally dyed it. I've been, like, shouting at him in my pre-watches for three weeks now. You're on the run. You're a notorious redhead. Just, just diet. I love it took his dad to be like, look, son. <laughs> this time to dye your hair. It's weird that in, in the same kind of breath at the beginning of this episode that they threw away the high schoolishness quite um, specifically, they've reclaimed a lot of the youth by bringing yeah. this parental concern back into play as such a a, a heavy emotional beat. It's a very, um, it's a very reframing episode to go into the the, the back half of this season. Mm, I feel yeah. a little bit refreshed as far as stakes. Um, I feel that the vulnerabilities are refreshed a bit. Like I'm not, I, I don't have any sense of the same sense of anyone being safe or unsafe or at the front of things or behind. We're all kind of caught up this episode. Yeah, Everyone is at a crisis. And a new crisis, a plate, a, a crisis that kind of flowed naturally from the ridiculousness of this whole season. Yeah. Also, where is Archie like going? Like, I know he's going to Canada. Canada. But where is he? Canada. Going. Mm, Canada. Like I he's guess. sixteen. Yep. And he's just I gonna, mean, if he's going to Quebec, he can do a lot if he's 16. He's going to walk Get his married. dog across the border. Which, okay, by the way, I mm-hmm. don't necessarily support hopping the border. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. I totally do. I'm just going to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are parts of the border that are like like this where you can just walk over. But They're not common, but, but they do happen. I don't think so anymore, Chloe. Like, the RCMP monitor that religiously they they capture over a thousand people a year now walking into canada oh but 
over a thousand and like only over a thousand. You know what I mean? Like there's gotta be more. Okay. I think there's gotta I be more. I don't think it's easy to walk across the Canadian American border at any point these days. Because... All right, well maybe not then. But um, that said, Archie is running from a mob boss, so he could have just had his dad bring his passport. <laughs> That's true. He can legally cross the border. Hermione in this well, he's scene a minor, is though. powerful. He you can't? Oh, right. You need, like, Ugh. stuff. Um, Hermione, wonderful performance in this yeah, scene. Yeah, this is a good scene. In the, like, selling me on how um, how high stakes everything is going to be now. Her despair in this with the drink. What is the message they get? Like a I, like that emergency alert we get? I, I assumed, yeah. Like, the town is in lockdown, essentially, yeah. in martial law. Yeah. Yeah, Ethel, you make a fabulous point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, they're all going to go to the farm. Oh, gosh. Out of the are. frying pan and into the fire. Mm-hmm. From one cult to another. Maybe, maybe it's going to be like, surprise, the farm is actually the good guys. What are the odds of that? I don't know. I, I would be intrigued. I don't know. Good cult versus bad cult? Anyway. I don't know. I'm suspicious. Still, I'm I'm here for it. It's I've given up on reality now. I'm here for this. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> this this is like okay, so I find this kind of scene particularly affecting because this is yeah. the kind of thing like I deeply fear. Like yeah. coming back somewhere and not being allowed in mm-hmm. is something like it's like up there with like being buried alive. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't like it. Yeah, like actual viable realistic life crises. Things that could happen if any of us leave town and a massive earthquake happens, no one's going into the city. Yeah. If we get a fire tornado, no one's going into the city. Uh, It's now a thing in North America that sometimes towns burn and vanish. There's been about three or four in the last five or six years. Yeah. Two in Alberta. Yeah, Slave Lake was one, right? Yep. Only about a third destroyed, though. But Slave Lake and Fort McMurray were completely displaced. Then there's Paradise this year. Also, what is this Gargoyle King? Like, what, is Hiram also on drugs? I stand mistaken that we're popping off on the Hiram Lodge plot, because boy, are we popping off on the Hiram Lodge plot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've, I've signed my contract again. I've signed my, <laughs> my soul away, and I'm here for this. This show is pretty good with, like, hooks that either make us go, ooh, that's interesting, we want to stick around, or what, what? in the name Just of all what? things holy, we're coming back. This show is no chill. And no chill. I, You know, what am I going to ask for? Some chill? No. No. <laughs> what would you even do with that? Um, I picked up one of um, Roberto's plays today, the only one that the oh. BPL carries. I haven't read it yet, but I'm quite excited to. That's um, cool. I had a hard time finding it. It's, it's a mystery. Oh. Um... I didn't realize mysteries are published as a separate genre. Honest to oh, goodness. Did you? I had no idea. Oh. I've never scoped the mystery section. So are Christmas uh, plays. Well, yeah, but that's like, I always assumed that was for beleaguered high school teachers to use as a oh. resource. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I, I, I framed the like pamphlet section of dramas and comedies a little differently as a professional tool. 
True. Um, I didn't realize mysteries are published separately as a dramatic format. Mm. That was news to me. <laughs> yep. Now you know. Now I know. Uh, so I'm looking forward to reading that and cool. sharing some opinions and thoughts and probably uh, buying myself one or two more of them for Christmas. Cool. That sounds fun. What are you doing for the holidays, Chloe? I am hosting a lovely friend of mine and her 15-month-old child. Mm, that's lovely. Yeah, which means I have to baby-proof my house. Good luck. You will notice looking around this room so at the candles. seven bicycles and many candles. Every it one is... of them unsecured, fallable. A cat that likes to gnaw a little bit. Well, the baby <laughs> is used to cats and dogs. Okay, good. The toddler, I should say, is used to cats and dogs. <laughs> but um, the toddler will try and climb the bicycles. So those need to go in a different room. Yeah, with a door that closes. But children, tiny child, tiny that will be child. delight. It'll be really good. Um, my friend and I went to kindergarten together, and um, sort of went in and out of friendship the way elementary school and high school buds do, mm. and sort of lost touch in our twenties, and then reconnected, I guess, a couple of years ago. Well, that's lovely. But she knows my parents really well, and she's gonna come spend Christmas with us, and I'm really excited about it. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to be in Alberta for a week, yeah. as I usually do, in the, the snow place. In the deep snow. So much snow. Um, but I think uh, we are aspiring to have a little holiday episode up on New Year's, is our goal. Yeah. We're not 100% sure, but goals. Yes. Um, a goal for something to you for you to listen to hungover on the morning of the first. Yeah. It might be a long ramble. It might be a collection of interviews. It might be whoever we're able to catch up with on the 30th. We have a few people in mind and feelers, but um, we'll see. Um, and it might be us just talking about the holidays and the Sabrina holiday special or something. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. But... Uh, I guess we'll see you at New Year's. Yeah. Okay? We'll see you in 2019. Yeah. Happy. We'll hear you. You'll hear us. You know what I mean. Yes. Happy belated Hanukkah. Merry mm -hmm. coming Christmas. Happy solstice or bright solstice, as they were saying in the Sabrina holiday special. Oh, yeah. Um, if you happy... celebrate Kwanzaa, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. It's a fun holiday. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, New Year. Oh, yeah. All of the above. Collective associated holidays. Yes. Yeah. Happy winter. Happy winter. Okay, gang, stay safe. See you in the new year. Also, friendly reminder, you don't have to be nice to your family if they're not nice to you. And if anyone comments on your weight, eat them. This is the year we're giving up on the racist uncles and starting to radicalize the young cousins. <laughs> I'm so it's into good it. holiday missions. So into it. Just, just spread joy. Okay, buds. Take Bye. care. Ta-ta for now. Bye.